everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. So today I have a very special guest, Michelle Weidenbenner, who is the proud mother of a recovering addict. She is also a podcaster, speaker, and an award-winning author who has started a movement to ruin our sons and daughters using careers. Please join her on this Mighty Mom movement at the private Facebook page, Moms Letting Go. Hope you enjoy our conversation. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. All right, so Michelle, I am so excited to have you on to just share your experience as the mom of an addicted loved one. Um, And just for you to um, encourage other moms, but also to share what all that you have going on to advocate and to just help those that you can. Um, So thank you, first of all, for being on. Yeah, it's totally my pleasure. Thank you. I I feel like it's such a blessing that our paths have crossed. And um, when I I started on this journey of um, being a mom of an addicted loved one and a mother-in-law, it was it wasn't something that I could really freely talk about, and now, yeah, now that they're like over a year into recovery and doing well, they they're able to talk about their journey and um, with with openness. And so what that did was it freed me up to then Got you. share my story um, so that I can I can help others. So. When I'm a really purposeful person, like I'm always, I'm always thinking, God, am I doing, you know, what, what um, you intended for my life? You know, am I using the gifts that you gave me to your will? And mm-hmm. so I, I love to write fiction. And so for years I became a, a published novelist and okay. did well. And then, you know, once, this once I was in this journey of being the mom of an addict, I realized that God really needed to use me to um, help other moms who yeah who who didn't have support because early on, I mean, this went on for years in and out of crises with our son and daughter-in-law, and I just couldn't find the support that I needed to understand mm-hmm. how to help um, because you know, as moms, we always like to um, nurture. And when there's a crisis, we, we rally to that, right? We want to, you know, we want to be there for our kids. And, and so, but the way you parent an adult loved one is very different than gotcha. a healthy, a healthy one. So it's kind of counterintuitive for moms. And, and it's like, 
well, what do you mean I need to let go? Like, I, mm-hmm. I need to get my, I need to get my kid well. well <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, like, guess what? You know, um, good luck with that. Because who are we, who can we control? Can you control your kids? I, I mean, now with their adults, you know, you, you really have no um, way to control anybody but yourself. And so, yeah. um so now I run a, an online, a Facebook um, support group for moms, moms letting go. It's you can find it in a group, um, just moms letting go. And and then I decided to use my writing skills to to give away a free ebook for moms um, because if moms don't change the way they respond to their addicted loved ones. Mm-hmm. They're gonna die. Like they, they, yeah. we just become so obsessed with um, almost caring too much that we can't even focus on our own self care anymore. Absolutely. And yeah, so some like end up with hypertension. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't sleep. They come down with cancer. You know, when your body is stressed, absolutely you can't, you can't live a good life. So. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I, I, you know, anybody, any mom who's listening and has this problem, if, if you want to learn how to um, become, uh, you know, more in charge of your own self-care, um, you can download my free ebook at momslettinggo.com or um, you can buy it at Amazon or Barnes & Noble in a paperback for, format too because it's kind of like a journal. Okay. Um, and so there's a lot of things that I have moms go through to ask themselves, checklists, things to do, um, things to write about, because you can't change if you're not aware of what you're doing. And so, so this kind of guides them on that. And then, um, you know, it's just kind of a tool. But mm-hmm. at, at, the, at the very minimal, um, I – I always tell moms, look in your area for support groups that you can attend. Okay. Um, I, I, I facilitate something also called PAL, Parents of Addicted Loved Ones. Okay. Um, so, for instance, every Thursday night in my community, I lead educational and support groups on, you know, how to, how to not enable. Um, okay. That's good. There's another really good idea. Um, to moms, what happens is you can you can tell a mom, don't bail your child out of jail, don't give mm-hmm. them money because don't buy them groceries because they're going to use the money that they had yeah. for groceries on drugs, right? Well, what what really helps is if you can find an Al-Anon meeting or something like that in your community. Or you can talk to a recovering addict that says this, Mom, when you started saying no and you didn't help me anymore, I realized that it was up to me to change. Got you. Got you. And, and Mom, it wasn't until you let go that I sunk to my lowest and I knew if I didn't take charge of my life, nobody would. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. Yeah. And when you get those days, I'm going to cry because I've heard it, right? I mean, when when you hear that from your child, because when they're in the throes of addiction, they're angry, they're, 
they're blaming everybody but themselves. They're in denial. I don't have a problem. It's all you. It's because I, you know, I lost my job because my boss is an idiot. Or, you know, there's always mm-hmm. these other reasons. And so, and, and moms, you know, they'll try to, um, well, let's talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the addict could go along with it because they think, oh, yeah, all I have to do is just nod a few times and say, yeah, mom, you're right, you're right. And then she'll give me what she want, what I want. And invariably, I have, you know, I'm like, okay, they learned their lesson, so we can move on now. And for a while, everything is really good. And then and then the next crisis comes and, and yeah. um, it, you know, it doesn't get better. So um, anyway, so the hard part for me was always um, we have grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So I often would enable because I was worried that if I didn't help out my grandkids. Okay, I can see that you know, would go hungry, they would, mm-hmm. they would die of, uh, in a car accident, um, they would be living on the streets, and so it, it skewed it for a long time. But once we became guardians of the grandkids, then it was really easier to let go. Okay, okay, because that was basically holding you back. Um, so yeah. Since you all became the guardians, it took that fear away. Right. Um, yeah. That there's their responsibility, but it's not necessarily affecting your grandchildren. Right. Anymore. I got you. Right. Yeah. And for a while, the oldest, well, our oldest granddaughter is 14 now, and she said, "Mimi, why didn't you come get us? Why, why couldn't you help us? Why mm-hmm. did you let us live like that?" And I said, "Honey, grandparents have no rights." Yeah, and even though child protective services might be called on our grandchildren, you know, typically if they're not seeing physical abuse, if it's just neglect, you know, they just keep they want to keep those kids with their biological parents. It's a broken system, really is. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because you know, drug abuse, substance abuse is just as detrimental as physical. Right. And the neglect, you know, and so once yeah. we became guardians and then then people could talk to us, right? So then the teachers were t- telling us about all the neglect and, um, you know, we, okay. stopped, we stopped and the girls had to go through that. Um, we put them in trauma counseling because they had endured a lot of trauma in the neglect and where nobody was there for them and um, they were scared and Nobody was there. So um, they're healthy now. Everybody's doing well. Our son and daughter law still don't live anywhere near us yet, but I know okay. that um, it's in their plan. Um, reunification will take time. It will take trust. And nobody's in a hurry to um, – you can't, you can't hurry trust. So we just take Absolutely. it a day at a time. But – but yeah, so um, I, I, is there anything, um, some, I guess I could share a few, I, I could encourage moms um, yeah. to, do, to do a few other things. Um, one of the things that, knowledge is power. And so if we can first 
take the time to understand the disease, if you will, or the condition. So there, there's just so much debate sometimes. Is it a choice or is it addiction or is it a disease? And here, here's what I know. It's chronic. No matter what lane you're in as far as how you look at addiction, it's chronic and it's a progressive disease or a progressive chronic condition, even if you don't think it's a disease, right? Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people can get in a debate over that, but where I stand on that is that what, whatever it is, we have to stop it. And all moms can do is take care of themselves. So I'm a mom advocate who tries to help moms learn healthy ways to let go. And so I'm like, you know what? We got to have a mighty mom movement here, right? So why not get a group of moms together who want to support each other and create this movement to empower other moms to ruin, you know, their sons and daughters using careers. And when I say careers, there's, let me just say, there's no addicted loved one who wants to be um, an addict. There's no, there's no pride in that. There, all there is is shame. And if they could quit, if it, if it was easy, they would quit and we wouldn't have this epidemic, but that's not the case. So, but, so the first thing mom could do is educate yourself on that, on, on the, on addiction and then um, attend some support groups. Talk to recovering addicts. Ask them. Ask that recovering addict. What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? What could you recommend? Okay. Um, and then um, define what your role is. So what happens is it's a family disease. When, when this happens, everybody in the family kind of has their own role. Even, even the kids who are maybe siblings to that addict or um, in the family, they become like the forgotten ones because everybody's fo- focusing on the addict. Okay. So, and then there's the rescuers. Like, you know, I was really good at rescuing um, our son early on. His, his wife struggled with depression, so then I used to feel sorry for him. Okay. So, I, you know, you can't, you, you can't fall for the anger because then, then you say something that you regret and then you apologize and then you feel pity and, and then the crisis mm-hmm. starts all over again. So, so it's really important for moms to learn what is, what is her role, what is she doing over and over again, and is it, has it been successful? And if it hasn't, then um, learn how to change. Learn, try to um, try to prom- Try not to expect them to promise you something different. Try not to get roped into okay. the anger. The um, of course, you know, don't give them money. Don't get them out of jail. And when our when our son was in jail the first time I thought well oh my golly we got to get him out Mm -hmm. he has a family to feed if he's not working he's going to lose his job and if he loses his job his kids will be on the street right Mm -hmm. 
I thought, well, bailing him out of jail doesn't really change his predicament because he still has, he still had an offense, right? He still was mm-hmm. caught with a drug on him. So I wasn't, I didn't think I was enabling. So, but the second time I didn't bail him out. And okay. because what happens is if, if you continue to enable the crises just gets bigger and bigger and they think, well, I'm not like those other people. Look at me, man. I'm out of jail now the first time, you mm-hmm. know, um, I surround myself with other people who could say, don't do it, Michelle. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're okay. Hang in there. This is good. He's going to make it like, and so what happened as a result of that was I changed something, right? And so then he was like, oh, crud, I'm hosed because now I'm the only person in charge of my future. And if I don't, if I don't figure it out and get clean and stay clean, I'm going to either end up here for good, which, you know, it's traumatic being in jail or prison. Or I'm going to end up dead. Do you know someone struggling with drug and alcohol abuse? DrugHelpline.org offers 24-7 drug and alcohol help to those struggling with addiction. If you call their hotline, you can receive information regarding treatment and recovery and get the help that you need. The number is one 289 0879. Call their national hotline for drug abuse help today. So, yeah. but boy, those days. Like, he would call me from jail. Wow. And I would have to just leave the house and leave my phone behind because I couldn't handle it. Like, I was a wreck. Wow. I'm sure. I, I can't even imagine that. Wow. Yeah, and, and so, and it can happen to anybody. So, I used mm-hmm. to I'm not a proud of it. I'm not proud of it, but I used to think of, you know, people that were addicted to drugs or alcohol, people that were from poverty, that didn't have good upbringing. Okay. And so shame on me because that's not the case. It's it's not true um, for us. You know, he was. He he had a great childhood. My husband and I have been married over 38 years. He had a, wow. a bachelor's degree, went to college. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these were educated adults who had good jobs. And, you know, it, it started, I think, with our son when he had a back injury and it started with opioids. And then um, it just, you know, he would get off that, then he switched to heroin, and then he got off that, and then switched to meth. Okay. So, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, so let me think. Let's see. What other tips could I give mom? Um, So, yeah, support groups. Um, There are a lot of good books out there. Join Facebook group support groups if you can't get out. There are online support groups that you can join. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm talking to some moms now about so so one of the best ways for a re, for a person to recover from addiction is to to believe in a higher power. For me, that's God. Yeah. Um, and to get into a twelve step program and get a sponsor, right? Okay. So I 
I also recommend that moms find a 12-step program and read the 12 steps because we might not be addicts to drugs or alcohol, but we're addicted to the crises of Mm -hmm. trying to manage their disease, right? And so we can find power in the 12 steps. And now I'm thinking, you know what? I need to establish a group of moms who want to become sponsors for another mom. What if we find sponsors for other for moms? So, for instance, when a mom's son is in jail and she knows she's not supposed to bail him out, but she can't she can't handle it. She has another mom that she can call who could talk her off the fence. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I don't know where that's going. That just kind of happened this week. So I'm just brainstorming okay. that idea with a, a couple people. But, yeah. um, you know, we just have to rally together and stay together. And um, because it's over 150 kids are dying a day of this disease. And mm. do you know how many moms that is? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel I, w- I really wanted to. Um, have you on the show because you hear a lot about um, the people who are dealing with the addiction themselves. I mean, and rightfully so, but it's not a lot that you hear about the parents or the caregivers um, of those who are who are addicted. Right. Um, so I I appreciate everything that you're doing to um, talk to the moms and uh, just to parents in general about how to deal with loved ones who are who are addicted, even if it requires, you know, like you said, taking the the tough route. Yes. Yeah, and what's really hard is that once our children become addicts, it's almost like we can't even see our child anymore. He's like possessed by some other person. And so moms become so ashamed of the actions that their children and so even though they're alive, we feel like we're struggling with so much loss because it's our loss mm. of dreams. It's our loss of dreams for that child, right? Wow. And then other other people are so um, opinionated. Oh, he's just a druggie, right? Yeah. But, yeah. And I get it. I mean, their their behavior is is appalling, but mm-hmm. we know we know the person somewhere inside. Yeah. And, yeah. And, so, but oh, thank wow. you so much for listening. You are such a good listener, and I I hope that you know um, somebody listening today knows that you know you're not alone. There are so many moms and dads who are struggling with this, as well as you know our addicted loved ones. And yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I'm I think just so I'm honored to have you on, and I mean I'm just. I'm getting emotional. Just um, do you do you have somebody that you know that's an addicted loved one? Um, I don't. Oh, good for you. You're so blessed. <laughs> you're so blessed. Yeah, but yeah, you're taking time to listen and and be empathetic and compassionate. And thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. We need more people like you. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, you would think that I I do have someone, but um, 
I have been around people that have dealt with addiction or um, that have parents or loved ones. Um, And just all the topics that I cover are really just dear to my heart. Um, And even if I can't directly relate, um, I do feel like everyone deserves to share their story um, and just to bring awareness because whether or not I can identify with it or um, have even seen it in my in my personal life. Um, if it's a problem, then it's a problem for everyone. Um, so I, you know, I'm just all about spreading awareness and um, yeah. So again, thank you for um, just sharing your experience, and um, I feel like it will help a lot of people. I hope so. Um, I hope so. Pray it does. Yeah. And um, even for those who aren't, like, affected immediately, you know, like with a family member, when when we go to pay taxes and we're paying for these people in jail that maybe aren't criminals per se, but they're struggling with addiction, mm-hmm. you know, look and, look and see what your jails are doing. I'm going to be leading some recovery workshops in our jails, and we're That's trying amazing. to change, change up our whole ministry there because – you know, they get in jail and then they get out. Nobody's there. The anecdote to addiction is connectivity. And as a community, we can um, not make excuses for them, not enable them, but come mm-hmm. alongside of them and um, meet them where they are and cheer cheer them on in recovery. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um, and I just, I mean, you basically covered everything you shared about your experience and you um, told us about your movement and what you're doing um, just to, again, spread awareness and to reach moms especially, but parents in general. And I um, I just want to share, I think there are three quotes that I wanted to share from your Instagram oh, page you. that really stuck oh. out to me. Uh, the first one is that addiction is a disease, not a parenting error. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think a a lot of people feel like it is a parenting error that you should have done something better or you should have done this or um, just your child's actions become a reflection of who you are and what you did. Um, And I think that's just an assumption that that is made towards parents of those with addicted loved ones. And I'm not saying I didn't at one point have that mindset, you know. Um, shame absolutely. on me, but yeah. Absolutely. And absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's your first instinct is to yeah. think it's something I did. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Moms blame themselves all the time. No, no, no. Yeah. Good point. Great point. Absolutely. Um, let me see. Uh, the second one is no child hopes to be an addict when they grow up. No parent hopes to raise one. No human is immune to addiction. Yeah. 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 And the third the third um quote is drug addiction doesn't just happen to bad people or good people. It just happens to people. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. I feel like that's the point where we all can can just relate because you know, whether you've had experience with it or not it just affects people in general. And um, there's just this, I don't, I don't even really know how to explain it, but there's just this universal connection 
um, just on a, hu- a humanity level, um, that when something is a problem, like you push your own biases aside and you push your own experiences aside and you can relate to them just because you're human. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I get it. It's it's really hard to relate to somebody who's in the throes of active addiction um, because they don't seem very human. Um, mm-hmm. But it's I I look at it like it's Satan and his way of winning, and mm-hmm. so sometimes I just pray to God to rebuke Satan. And absolutely, um, but I pray for science for for come on scientists, we got to figure this out, right? Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, um, I tell my grandgirls, you know, someday we're we're gonna look back from this. You know, and I'll probably be gone by then. I'll probably have passed on. But we'll look back and we'll think, oh, my goodness, look at how we treated these people. And um, it, it's just evolving. And I'm hopeful that people will think like Mother Teresa, where she just took care. She just saw them as sick people, right? If we just can mm-hmm. see them as sick people so and help with yeah. compassion. So, yeah. And God we're all... We're all sick in our own ways. You know, we all have, we all have things that we, you know, could use help with. Um, so mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, we're all yeah. on the same playing field. You know, we might have different things going on in our lives, but um, at the end of the day, we're all human. And, you know, we yeah, all, we're all sinners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all human. And, I mean, we, we don't always make the best decisions. Um, so, I mean, and some of us, we haven't made the best decisions, but things turned out better, per se, you know, than than those that we might be judging. Right. But, I mean, just because someone's bad decisions led to something that wasn't favorable, that doesn't change the fact that we haven't made the best decisions either. So, um, right. compassion is is definitely needed. Um, and yeah, if if you don't mind, I I really have not done this with any other episode. I don't think, um, but I just wanted to just pray, uh, just Great. for you Thank and you. for your movement, and just for anyone that um, is struggling uh, with this as an addict or as um, the loved one. If you don't mind, I'd love it. Thank you. Okay, Lord, thank you so much for Michelle, and thank you for her genuine and pure heart to help others. Um, Thank you just for giving her wisdom and clarity over the years as she has just taken on responsibilities that she didn't feel like she signed up for when she um, decided to become a mother. Um, But I thank you that you are allowing her to be a light um, even as she grows older, that you're just, you're allowing her to be a light and to start movements. And we just thank you for that. I pray that you will continue to bless everything that she does, everything that she puts her hands to um, in regards to mom's letting go and whatever else that she does to just bring glory to you, but also to help others. I pray that you will bless it um, a million times over. And I just pray for her family. I pray that you will continue to mend broken pieces, but that you will also give them the patience Um, as they work on reestablishing trust and and all of that. I thank you that you give them grace and that you don't rush them in that either. Um, But we just pray for all of the families 
um, and loved ones that are struggling with addiction. Um, and I just pray that you meet everyone exactly where they are and that you will show them the truth, show them the right way, um, and that you will guide them, that you will fill the voids that maybe they're trying to fill with drugs or, or alcohol. Um, I pray that you will just meet them and that you will be the sustainer, that you will um, meet the needs that the parents can't meet, that, um, that the addicts themselves can't meet. And we just thank you for it now. Thank you for this episode. And just thank you for how you're connecting all of us just on a human level. I thank you for compassion, empathy, um, and most of all, love. Um, for that's the greatest. And we just thank you for love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, that was beautiful. Just so beautiful. Thanks so much. It meant so much to me. Because sometimes, you know, you just, aren't sure sometimes it's like god really you want me to walk in this door too like what am yeah. i doing yeah <laughs> so, thanks for the encouragement i really appreciate it absolutely thanks. and just thank you again for coming on and sharing your experience um do you mind sharing a little bit about where people can connect with you and stay updated with what you're doing sure um if you go to facebook up at the um toolbar and just type in moms letting go with no spaces it's a group it should come up you'll have to ask to join but just you have to answer a few questions um, and then I'll approve of you to join um, if you want to download the free ebook just go to momslettinggo.com and um, it should take you right to the landing page and um, you click on that and leave your name and email address um, and then it'll download right to your computer if you'd like to um, purchase the actual paperback um, mom's letting go without giving up um, you can get that at amazon or barnes and noble um, online and my full name is michelle widenbenner you can follow me on instagram I just try to leave encouraging memes, of course. Um, and gosh, um, I think I think that's about it for now. Oh, my okay. podcast! Yeah, I have a podcast too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You can. I I just share my journey and things that I have found along the way that help me. Every day is, or every time I post, it's a little different. Um, but it's just mom's letting go. Um, Hope with Michelle. And um, it's on all the different um, podcasts, you know, from Stitcher to um, Apple, Anchor. So, yeah, that's how all you right. find me. Yeah, thanks so much again. And um, I hope you have a blessed rest of the day. Thank you for doing what you're doing in your podcast, Making a Difference. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And yeah, make sure that you connect with Michelle on social media, um, listen to her podcast, purchase her book, and just check out her website. Um, hope you all enjoyed this episode. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media. 
at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.